Welcome back once again to the 10th edition of the Diggy A2 Season 2 Podcast. Having so much fun. We're decked out today paying homage to Funk Dr. Spock, a.k.a. Reggie Noble, a.k.a. Red Man, one of the most significant MCs in the period of the shift. Um, And we're just having a lot of fun still, and we are knocking down some of the bigger dominoes during that time in the era in hip-hop. And... uh, it's just been a crazy ride, and actually, it's getting kind of sad, actually, because now we're getting toward the end of the season, so I'm kind of feeling some type of way about that, but uh, but in all seriousness, thank you to all of our fans, followers, supporters, even some of our new listeners in San Antonio, Texas, so thank you all for that. Uh, we spent some time in San Antonio this past week, hanging out with our daughter, our son-in-law, and spending Thanksgiving with our grandchildren, so it was, it was a great time, but it was time to come back home and uh, get back to business, so I'm going to pass the mic over to queen herself so queen you got any words for the people before we start i actually do uh first off i want to say thank you to once again as you said all our viewers all our listeners all our true 100 percent genuine supporters um everyone shout out to san antonio texas who started Art. tapping in Art. shout out to the republic of india because Art. y'all are just you dominating it i love it Shout out to just everybody who is viewing, listening, uplifting, uniting, and just joining the Diggy journey. And at the end, I have some sweet little surprises for you. On that end, I'll just hand it over back to the king himself. All right. Well, today we have a very, very special guest that I want to introduce to you guys. You have not seen her on this platform before and uh i'm gonna give her a very royal welcome so who we have on with us today is holly on demand with no spaces holly i got you no spaces in the name right so um holly on demand is a female hip-hop artist from brooklyn new york um she you probably have seen her if you are a uh a battle rap fan you've probably seen some of her battles on youtube you can go check it out now now that i've referenced it uh she's been in the game coming back into the hip-hop game now since last year getting a lot of momentum i love some of her music she has a song out there called only fan very clever very wordy wordplay and one of the most significant things about holly on the band on this platform is she is the very first female hip-hop artist on this platform so shout out to you holly thank you so much and i'm gonna bring you in here let me see if i can switch gears and bring you in here correctly so i don't jack this up so there's holly holly how are you so so glad to uh have you on with us spending time on i know it was last minute in my mind i i, I thank you so much at the bottom of my heart for uh dropping everything you had this evening and uh how are you and what is going on right now how are you what's going on I'm great. I'm honored to be here. Honestly, I'm going to keep saying it. I'm honored. If you'd have called me three minutes, I'd have said yes. <laughs> I appreciate that. We we are so thankful. And like, 
you don't know how much it means for us. Me and Jessica have been trying to get more female presence on the show. Um, so we're, we're doing some things in the background and trying to get more because females are just as much a part of hip hop than males are. So we, we definitely need to break down that barrier and have more female presence on the show. But you're the first female hip hop artist. So you are it. So we are looking uh, for you to trailblaze and have other female hip hop artists say, yo, Holly on Demand was on there. We got to get on this show. Like, this is some hot shit. So we need to get on here, too. So. We appreciate you. And the first question that I always ask new um, guests that are on the DGA2 podcast is when or how did you fall in love with hip hop? Well, being from Brooklyn, the first, the first, I would say, what made me fall in love with it was Biggie. That's the short answer. That's so, I mean, <laughs> that's just it. That's what's up. So I think that I think that's a good answer. I think that's good enough to to get by. Big was such a an, an icon, and I wasn't from Brooklyn, but the stories that I hear about Big was Big was so loved in Brooklyn. Yes. Like you know what I mean? Like he was yes, he just was. he was a, a a big personality. He was he was loved, and you don't see that a lot. Where an entire borough an entire community stands behind one rapper and biggie was able to do that and we all know the story of biggie and we pay homage to biggie and rest in peace big because i was a huge huge fan myself still am to this day but but today we're talking about reggie noble aka red man so let me talk about uh the gentleman that we're going to be talking about in this episode so let me run down some accolades with crick uh reggie noble signed to jeff jam records uh, one of the few artists actually signed to Jeff Jam in the early 90s there. Um, he was nominated for two Grammys, did not win. Actually, Reggie doesn't have a lot of awards in, per se per music, but his impact is felt. That's why we're talking about him today. Um, he actually was founded by Eric Sermon from EPMD. So Reggie Noble, his story is like one of those rags to riches kind of stories. So this gentleman was selling drugs on the other side of the law and eric sermon like pretty much founded him and took him in had him live into his apartment took him on the road he was his roadie he was carrying bags i mean like everything that he did to pave his way or you know what i mean like to earn his keep in a sense that's what he did he did everything that he was asked of and he got his, his first shine on one of the shows at an epmd concert and that's when it all kind of took off from there so uh, and then he made two albums in the period of time of the shift. Both of them are gold albums. The first one is What the Album, released in September of 1992, uh, which has Time for Some Action, Blow Your Mind, and Tonight's the Night, one of my favorite songs he has on there. And then a couple of years later, in November of 1994, he dropped this one thing that's behind me here, Dare is a Dark Side, uh, which is a phenomenal hip-hop album, which dropped Rockefeller uh, and Can't Wait and the Rockefeller remix um, on there, too. So lots of great hits. And he also had those Superman lover, like, skits and stuff. Yeah. He, he's in mm -hmm. something weird with Redman and Superman love. It's, it's weird. I don't know what the relationship is, Redman. Maybe you'll tell me one of these days. I don't know. Uh, but that's all the accolades that we have for Redman for right now. But... I'm going to kick off the conversation uh, with the new lady in the group today. So, Holly, you get the first question coming at you. And one of the things that is what I would say is a lost art in hip-hop is lyricism, punchlines, um, you know, uh, being witty. That's, to me, 
you know, as a fan of hip hop, I've seen it kind of deteriorate over the last few years. So when you think about Reggie Noble, he's probably to me what well, this episode is called Redman the Punchline King because Redman is punchline heavy. You listen to any of his songs, he's hitting you with punches left and right. That's just his style. But I also think it's an East Coast thing. So what is your take on that? Is East Coast hip hop about punchlines and lyricism and how do you feel about that? Or is it a lost art in today's hip hop? How do you feel about that? Wow, so I feel that everyone basically get their, you know, try punchlining in their music. How, and I think it just differs with the coast that it comes from because everyone just pretty much puts put their own um their own their own taste on what 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 they're accustomed to. So I just feel like everybody pretty much mimics what they what they've um grown accustomed to, like what they hear. Yeah. And then they put their spin on it. Yeah. So with with that in mind, you know, I think that that's a great point. Because in today's hip hop, it seems like it's the the same kind of sound. Mm -hmm. Right, so it's not a lot of originality nowadays, right? So it seems like everybody's trying to do the same thing, the same beat, but mm -hmm. trying to put a different spin on it. And you as a female hip hop artist, how do you find it for you navigating now through today's time in hip hop? Now, granted, we're talking about Redman, which I'll get back to in a second, but I definitely want to let the fans know and hear a little bit about you and how you are navigating through this male dominated genre that you decided to be so great at. Oh, you can see. So I, I honestly am just true to what's embedded in me, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yes. So um, it's to me, there's so much, especially with the with the internet. It is so much music out there. You're not really forced to kind of listen to what's on the radio. So if you're not feeling it <laughs> there's like millions of other people you could get lost into yeah so especially with all of these streaming platforms and just different ways of getting music now and it's so much out there that you know you can you can hear about artists before anybody jumps on the artist and just get lost in anybody honestly yeah yeah that's true it's a definitely different time Definitely a different time from when Redman was coming out because I remember, well, I'm showing my age a little bit here, but you know, <laughs> when, when I when I would listen to hip hop, it was like only on Sunday nights at like midnight to like three in the morning, like college station would play strictly hip hop music because it wasn't as mainstream as it is now. So that was the only little time I could make my, you know, my little mixtapes and, and put them in a cassette player, you know what I mean? Make my little mixtapes and show them all to my boys. But that's one of the first time I heard Redman. And the first time I heard Redman was on a song called, uh, uh, what was the song with him? Uh, the Headbanger. It's got an EPMB song called The Headbanger because he goes, Negro! like yo what is that that is fire so that's the first time i heard red man and then it kind of he just destroys that track so those of you who are hip-hop fans and know about red man the last verse on the headbanger he just completely destroys the booth on that even better than k solo better than eric sermon i mean everybody that was on the track is waiting for like kind of like a hop, hopscotch kids you're i mean a double dutch you're kind of waiting you're waiting yo when's red man coming what's red man coming then when red man gets on the track he, he kills it and that's what really catapulted his career by being on the headbanger but with that in mind i pass the mic over to the queen real quick so babe when you're listening to some of the red man's music from the past couple of weeks what are some of the songs that that you like that you could pick out that you want the fans to know that you liked about uh from the previous couple of weeks 
Well, to me, honestly, there are several, but um, one that, that stuck out to me, and I, have, I actually listened to it a few times today because I, I was dissecting it. Uh, it was uh, Rockefeller. Oh, okay. R.I.P. where he had that short intro R.I.P. Yeah. and then he went into the song yeah. and like I, I heard him and I was like wait a minute let me rewind that or let me hit play back on my Apple and then let me listen and he's just like yeah for all you female MCs cock block and I'm like whoa he is witty on this Hold on, let me rewind that again <laughs> so you know listening to that is kind of where he, he really got me and as I was telling, as I was telling you today, yeah. you know what I mean? Like for, for myself or for anyone who really hasn't listened to Redman, I'm a big person where, uh, if I, if I don't know you, I could hear like your tone and your tone will tell me something. And so like his tone kind of was just like, Hey, I came from nothing, but I'm hard. I'm grimy, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you're going to listen to me. You're going to give me the respect that I deserve. Yeah. And that, that's, the tone of his music, his voice, his vocals, that's how it came off. But that one song, it, it did. It drew me in like, you know what I'm saying? He, <laughs> he was just like, you just gonna hear me and, yeah. and that's it. Yeah, punchlines, wittiness, yep. uh, a, a lost art, I would say, in hip hop, which which is, to me is kind of sad because I'm a fan of hip hop. <laughs> I'm a, such a fan and, you know, I, I and I told my audience before that I'm a big fan of Battle rap. So yeah. now I get to pass it over to Holly on Demand on this one. So Holly on Demand, I've seen your battles. I'm a fan of your battle raps. Um, I seen you take a couple of L's though, but you know what? You learn from those L's, and I saw you come back in the next battle, and you got better. You got sharper, and that's one of the things that I definitely want our our fans to resonate. That although even myself as a podcaster, I'm, I I misquote things. I messed up, and but I come back and like remember, I'm not gonna do that same mistake twice. I'm gonna remember what I need to remember. So, with that in mind, you know, with you coming from the, the the battle rap realm, which is really really rare, and I guarantee you, Holly, when this airs, there are gonna be people from all over the place wanting to know about you because there are so many. It's like a subgenre of hip hop. Is what I call battle rap. There's a lot of people that like it, but don't like to admit they like it. Right? Yeah. It's like one of the things like, yeah, I kind of like it, but I really don't. But but you talk to other people that like it, you're like, it's kind of like anime too. Like, it's like anime is kind of frowned upon a little bit, but then you meet somebody else that watches it. You're like, oh, snap, yo, I like that. So with that in mind, though, I want to talk to you a little bit about your experience in battle rap. What was that experience like? And do you plan to come back to battle rap at some point in the future? Okay, so, wow, that was such a loaded question. So many questions. I know, I'm though. sorry. I'm sorry. I told you it's not scripted. It's not scripted. I'm sorry, yo. So what what I love about battle rap, I think that was one of the questions. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. What I, what I love about battle rap is it's um it's very direct and it gives you immediate gratification. So it's like if you say something hot and you get a response, you know you killed and you know the rest of your material is gonna go over well. Yeah. If you got some dry spot and you don't really hear it, it's like it can either shake you or give you even more confidence, more more confidence to just um, deliver more with your performance. Yeah. Because yeah, what I... people don't catch, and what people don't catch live, they tend to catch on the replay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So talk about that a little bit. Um, how is the energy different from being actually? 
you know, because I've, I've seen, you know, battle rap ciphers. I've never been to one myself, but I've seen a lot of battle rap on YouTube. But I would love to be in the presence of an actual battle rap. So how is it different from viewing it on TV as opposed to being in the arena, you against your opponent, you know what I'm saying, one-on-one? -on -one. I know there's a little bit of crowd right there, but it's really you just literally just trying to knock your opponent out. It's like boxing. It's, 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 it's like lyrical boxing is what I like to equate it to. So what is that experience like? Like, what is that like? It's nerve wracking. For me, I used to get these uh, knots in my stomach because it's like, you hate your opponent all the way until you get your rock off. And then you love that you finish. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. and, and you're happy that you both survived it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, a, it's, it's I don't think it's for the faint of heart, but it's definitely a rush. It's a rush, yeah. I would say. If you if you're a performer, just to get in front of a crowd and you know that they hanging on to your word, if they're not tipsy, but you know that they're hanging on to your word and yeah. they're waiting to to hear what you say. Yeah, because that's that's the, that's the art form of where you know they want to hear what you have to say. Yeah. Yep. There's yep. no music to make them bop to or get them lost in the feeling. Yep. Yeah. You have to you have to give them that feeling. Yeah. When you speak. Yeah, no doubt. Now my last question, down, I'll leave it alone, I promise. Do you plan oh, to do you plan to or do you want to make a comeback? So do you plan to want to come back to battle rap or would you ever would you ever dabble your feet back into it? Because I know sometimes it's especially with a star, a rising star like you, once you get to a certain plateau. You're gonna have people starting to pick at your feet, like, oh, yo, I batter her, whatever, whatever. It's gonna make you have to take that cake back off and show them what time it is. You know what I mean? So, do you do you see that maybe happening, or you're just gonna kind of see how it unfolds? So I'm true to myself. So I don't like to count anything out. It's a couple of people that reached out to me already. That's just... what's up. Oh, you went mute oh, on us. Oh, you went mute on us. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah you good. Yeah, go ahead. We go good. Ahead. We good. We good. We good. We good. good. Listeners, stay on here. We good. We, got a <laughs> we good. We good. I'm sorry. So, um, I'm just I'm true to myself, and if I see an opportunity where it makes sense for me to be a part of it, I definitely will. I'm working on a project where um, I might just have like my EP. I might just have um, some intimate views of me, just uh, one often with maybe some favorite battlers and stuff like yeah, that. That'd be dope. So you know, I'm not, I'm not opposed to it. I'm not opposed to it. That's what's but, up, man. And and one of the things that even though we're talking about Redman today, Redman was in a lot of ciphers. So a cipher is you know where you're in maybe like a circle, half circle, a couple of casts, you know, you know you know, sparring back and forth. But when you get Redman into a cypher, you are in for a world of hurt because <laughs> that, that brother can rap. His punchlines are deep. Um, he had a battle, a battle back in 2015 on the BT Hip Hop Awards, which is called the Def Jam Cypher. Eric Sermon went first. Redman went second. I don't even think anybody even remembered what Keith Murray even had to say after that because they were so <laughs> focused on what Redman had to say. So Redman is a significant staple in hip hop. And babe, I'm going to let you get the last word on this before we start closing things out. And when we talk about Redman and his significance to the culture, what do you think his significance to the culture of hip hop is?
What is um, what is his legacy? What is his legacy in, in hip hop? I mean, his legacy in hip hop. Um, we always want to talk about, you know, like their lyrical scheme and, you know, how much of a heavy hitter he was. But for me personally, I think his impact was showing that you can come from nothing to something. Yeah. Showing that you had the belief in yourself, and no matter what anybody said living out your car you know what i'm saying being homeless at one time it didn't matter being on mtv cribs and yeah. they showed him his eating microwave meals you know but he was a humble person but he could wrap his ass off yeah. so to me i think his impact was the fact that he showed you can come from nothing to something. And I think with that, he stapled, and I think it should be a, a model, actually. Yeah. Thinking about that, that should be a model for today's industry. Yeah. For the indie artists today to believe in themselves and know that, hey, you can come from being in your basement, producing or rapping, or which, and you can come from nothing to something. If you believe in your skills, you believe in it, and you, you know, you work for it, because don't nothing come easy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and the last thing I will say about that is, you know, when Redman dropped Dare is a Dark Side, he talks about this in, in an interview of his, that that was the darkest time of his life. And a lot of fans come up to Redman and say, yo, Redman, Dare is a Dark Side was, was your best album. And he don't even talk about it. Like, he was going through a really tough time. He was on drugs. He was using drugs. And he barely even remembers that time in his life. So with that in mind, you just, you know, you just never know what anybody is going through. You don't, you know, people that are successful, they're they're fighting demons that we just don't see. You know what I mean? So it's it's always, uh, you know, as, as you mentioned, Holly, you know, staying true to yourself and not compromising who you are. And everybody falls down. You know what I mean? Everybody goes through stuff, and it's always good to to come back from it. And Redman is definitely a success story. And Redman is definitely one of the best MCs that we have ever seen in hip hop, period. Ooh. So I put him up against anybody, um, you know, that's, that's ever blessed the microphone. He would definitely be, we had a debate about this last it's a week. bold statement yeah. right here. No, not exactly, but um, <laughs> I, I put Red Man in the top 10 all time, but I don't know if I could put him in front of Method Man. So I don't know, like, what, what do you all think about that? Holly, I'm gonna ask you first, Red Man or, Breath of, or Method Man, Who's in front? How do you? How would you rank? Is it one rank above, one level, or what, what do you? What do you think about that? Now you're coming from New York. Now I'm not saying you biased, not I mean, but you're coming from New York, so you gotta keep it real right here. I usually say whenever I have to defend the the Method Man, Red Man, or Method Man against anybody else, I say that the greatest rapper of all time had one feature on his album, his first album, and the only feature he had. Was method man. method man man yes uh, yes i think it was called the what if i remember right if i remember right it was called the what yeah so i got i know a little bit you know what i mean i, yeah, I got you i got you i, I got you you know what i got don't, you don't don't even i'm gonna stop you. i'm gonna stop you right there don't <laughs> ask me because she must have been reading my mind because that's exactly <laughs> what i was gonna say you oh know, wow it literally <laughs> no like in my head i'm like dang you know it's not a biased thing it's nothing it's not you know what i'm saying so but that that i have to agree with her 110 percent on that because you don't see that 
kind of homage very often. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like when you have someone featured on your track, then it's kind of you move on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But he was the first and got to give him that respect for that. Man. Yeah, no doubt. Biggie definitely top five, dead or alive, for sure. Without, without even blinking an eye, yeah. I would say top five, dead or alive. I don't think he's number one. And talk to me about this later on, Holly. We'll talk about this offline. I know it's going to hurt your heart a little bit, but that's okay. That's hip-hop, right? Uh, but we'll talk about it offline. But I, I like the the new school of, 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 of the new kings, what I call them. To me in hip-hop right now, and I'm on record saying this, there are three kings in hip-hop. There's Drake, there's Kendrick Lamar, and there's J. Cole. Those are the three kings in hip-hop. And one of the first a couple albums that J. Cole had, no features, none, zero, just J. Cole, just yep. him, right? So that goes back to your point, Holly. Like, you know, if, if you're going to be big, be big on your own, collaborate a little bit. But when it comes to your specific project, you don't need a whole bunch of collaborations. One, you know, you open yourself up to being outshined by a fellow rapper, which happens a lot. You know what I mean? You definitely don't want that to happen. So, you know, you don't want people talking about you. You having a guest feature and the guest feature does better than you on the same album. So you definitely want to open yourself up. But... I think you all, uh, we've done Redman a service, and hopefully, Reggie, if you see this, man, like, we're huge fans. We pay homage to you and your contributions uh, to hip-hop. But, ladies, it's time to start wrapping things up, and as we've been doing all season two, a hood of salute uh, for Trayvon Martin and all of the others that we have lost through the social injustice. And we're going to pass the mic over to Holly On Demand with no spaces. Who are you shouting out this week, man? Who do you want to see to see this show this week? Everybody. <laughs> Almost everybody, my drink out. Anybody out. Everybody. That's dope. Turn it up, please. Salute. Salute. No, salute you, Ma. We appreciate you. And thank you so much for, like I mentioned, I'll say this again, but literally dropping everything. Like, I think it's, it's 8 o'clock Central Standard Time here in Kansas City. I think we called Holly about two o'clock this afternoon. It's like, yo, can you please come on the podcast with us, please? Like, and she did it without like no hesitation yep. and like, you know what I mean? Like, that's love, and we appreciate that. That's that's mad love, and we're gonna push you, Holly, as far as we can go. You can come back and come back on here, and I I would I would want you. I actually would challenge you to come back on here, so we can come back on and and have another female perspective that is one in the game and has a true knowledge of hip-hop. And that's what we need on this platform. So I thank you, and I appreciate you coming on board today with us. So, Queen, who do you shouting out this week, ma'am? Uh, first, I want to shout out uh, Holly On Demand, because as he said, on a blink of an eye, on a drop of a hat, I call this afternoon. She says, Jess, I'm down. I got you. You don't really hear that much. But you know what? That, to me, shows the genuine shows the, you know what I'm saying, where I, I always say we're here to uplift and unite one another. So that's my first shout out is to you, ma'am. And, and we fit in it just, like I said, push you forward. Um, and trust me, just, just hit us up and say, give us a shout out when you get up there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's all I want. That's yeah. all we want. All we we want. good. Don't need no money. <laughs> Don't need no money. We do this for love. Yeah, we do this for the love, man. We uh, do this for the love. That's real talk. I also want to shout out uh, my friend, my girl, Ashton, Miss Weepy Sports. What my one-of-a-kind hoodie she made me. That's my one-of-a-kind hoodie. Uh, so I definitely need to shout her out because she's been showing me mad love. Every time I post something um, and supporting since day zero, 
And right. my last things are, they ain't shout outs, but there's some things I needed to let y'all know. We are here to support and uplift everyone. You know, the motto of this platform is everyone can shine and succeed together. So with that being said, this is going to drop on Tuesday tomorrow at 6.15 p.m. Central Standard Time. So if you tune in or you hear it on the podcast, know that on our website, www.diggyA2.com, we are running a cyber week. And yes. we did cyber week 50% off because, as I said, in true fashion, I remain genuine to who I am. And there's small business struggling. Everybody's about their hustle. Everybody's about to do something. But why can't I just do 50% off for everything for a whole week for everybody? So I wanted to let y'all know that to everyone else. I want to let y'all know that we're doing bigger things. If you sign up for the newsletter starting January, we're going to do monthly giveaways, uh, monthly promotions, birthday. If it's your birthday, we're going to send you something special. But the biggest treat, and I'll end it off because I I feel you, honey. I feel you. My biggest thing that I want to put out there, and this is hopefully for everyone you know, Holly, on demand, everyone that listens, everyone I know. Start in January, the first Thursday in January, the Diggy platform is starting to do something to uplift and unite those indie artists that need more exposure. And we do this in a fashion that we want to do it professionally. So if y'all go on our website, you'll see on there, it's professional. You ain't getting on there to rock, you ain't getting this. I'm getting out there to literally showcase you because I believe that if you don't help the next, then how can they continue? You have to find the real people in life to push you to that next level. So that is the next 2021 that people kind of been asking me about. And that's what's coming up on the Diggy platform is hopefully showcasing artists all over the world. Not just Kansas. I'm talking about Brooklyn, right. Georgia, yeah. anyone you know. <laughs> I'm talking about anyone, multi-genre, because everyone needs that push and that belief in themselves mm-hmm. and from someone else. And that's just who I am. And I'll leave it at that and shout out to my husband because I couldn't do it without uh, him. No doubt, babe. Man, that's a hard act to follow, man. Like, I don't even know. Like, <laughs> she pretty much summed it all up. So basically, you guys, we need some work. So give us some work. Give us some work. We're, we're going to put in whatever you give us. Um, but we're super excited and super humble uh, with the platform that we've been blessed with. But my shout outs are short. First shout out is to just family, uh, spending time with our grandbabies this past week, just like really melts my heart and makes me appreciate the things that I do have in my life. Everybody's always wondering about, man, I don't have this, so I don't have that. Like, you just shift that that uh, that paradigm and think of the things that you do have. You know, think of the things that, that are in your life. So be thankful for the stuff that you have. So I want to give a shout out to my family, all my family. Today's my cousin Nikki's birthday. Happy birthday, cuz. I love you. Um, and next, I want to give a shout out to Kay Simone. Kay Simone from Hot 90, uh, I'm sorry, not Hot 97, uh, from 107.9 in Atlanta. Sorry about that, Kay Simone. So I got to meet uh, Kay Simone this past week. And uh, she is a hip-hop personality down there in Atlanta, so showing homage to my hometown. So hopefully one day we'll have you on the show. But you guys, uh, hopefully if we have her on, she was like, 
the nicest person I think I've ever met like this whole year. Like she was so cool, so humble. And I asked her, like, yo, like we're doing this podcast. Would you mind coming on? She was like, oh, yes, I would love to be on air. So you don't meet people like that at that stature that's on the radio every day in Atlanta, Georgia, one of the most busiest cities in, in America. So shout out to Kay Simone. Hopefully we'll have you on soon. And next week we're going to be doing... Woo! The illustrious Snoop Dogg or Snoop Doggy Dogg. I am so excited. The West Coast King. We're going to talk about him. And our guest will be Nick motherfucking Gibbs. It's coming in with that next week. One of the most talented brothers in the state of Kansas. Come and hang out with me next week. But for this, you guys, that's all we have. Shout out to you guys. Stay safe. Wear your mask. And shout out to hip hop. All right. Keep safe, 100. What?